everyone, and welcome back to your favorite podcast, The Anchor of the Week. Yes. If you're watching on YouTube, you can see that we are live on location oh, at are. the London Coffee yes. Festival. What a background. What a backdrop. Yeah. Come they on. did that just for us. I'd like to think that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but no, guys, we are here today at one of the biggest coffee festivals in Europe. Yep. This is like the place to be. If you are into coffee in the UK, you are here. Um, and we're really excited because, as you guys know, we're not coffee yeah. snobs, if no. you will. And yeah, especially myself. I mean, I I don't know much about coffee, really. But it yeah, is I've never so seen cool him here. drink so much coffee no. than at this festival. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm feeling it, let me tell you. Uh, I'm feeling so it. Check back in at the end to see how, uh, yeah. see how he goes. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah. We, we want to dissect. Not, you know, well, actually, yeah, we do want to dissect. Yeah. We just want to want to hear what the coffee industry is really like, don't we? Yes. Um, and just, yeah, just take intake. We want to interview people who are deep in there and actually, like, have shops and, uh, and cafes and things. Yeah. But also just people who are visiting who are just coffee consumers, let's call them. Yeah, exactly. Uh, we want to take their intake on just what the coffee industry is really like. Is it welcoming? Sometimes yeah. it has this reputation of being a snob, you know, the whole look with the, the whole thing. nose up. Yeah. yeah. So we want to see and find out what, yeah. what it's really like. Exactly. We know it from a certain point of view, but what happens behind the scenes, behind the counter, behind yeah. the bar, if you will. <laughs> so come with us as we interview different people at different levels of the industry yeah. to find out what the coffee industry is really like. Okay. So we are at the coffee festival. Oh, yes. man. We love it. Yeah. And we, we are so excited. We have come across some fellow podcast members. Of the podcast community. Yes, yeah. and we love it, yeah. <laughs> uh, they've got a podcast of their own, but obviously, well, we, you guys can plug yourselves and stuff like that uh, later on. Yeah. Uh, but we want to hear just about the coffee industry in itself. Um, yeah. Myself, I'm not particularly super into coffee, but I'm really interested to see, like, what is it about? Like, what are the ins and outs of coffee? Um, just the industry in general. And, yeah. Um, yeah, just, I don't know, maybe just an overview of where you guys, like, what is it? What is the coffee industry like and... Yeah. Maybe characteristics about it, and maybe? And introduce yourself as well. Yeah, oh, yeah, that would help. Oh, yeah, that would he help as well. He's too excited at this point. I'm, I'm straight uh, in there. Straight, straight in. in. Too much well, here's okay, actually, I have. He uh, actually doesn't really drink a lot of coffee. So this day has already been a lot. Yeah. No. Yeah. But we have Scott I'm and we ready. have Jules from the Adventures in Coffee podcast. But if you guys want to give us a little brief overview yeah. of what you do, and then just jump straight into what he's been talking about and his questions. Yeah. yeah. Okay, my name's Scott. I'm the founder of Caffeine Magazine. Um, we've been going, Caffeine Magazine's been going around eight years, and we started a podcast at the start of the pandemic. Um, I'm your, I'm your coffee nerd. You know, I'm the guy that kind of like gets all geeky about stuff. But you know, that can be really dull and boring for a lot of people. So I've got my podcast wife, Jules Walker. Oh, I love that. And uh, she's the cool member of the gang. It looks like it. Well, yes, thank you, podcast husband, for that intro. So, um, yes, I'm Jules Walker. I'm also known as Lady Vello on other parts of the internet. I co-founded the Adventures in Coffee podcast with Scott Bentley and our producer, James Harper, as well. And the idea of the podcast is actually to dive deep into your, your cup of coffee. So telling stories beyond what people know their coffee to, to be. So digging into it, but also making it accessible for the everyday coffee lover. So that's very much me being the everyday coffee lover. I don't work in the industry per se my podcasting husband and he knows I say this with love is a coffee nerd he owns that <laughs> um, you know I'm, I'm not that that level of a person in coffee but I do have a love for it and I want to explore and learn and welcome people onto that journey as well so right. that's what we do amazing that yeah. is incredible that's perfect yeah. yeah yeah um and what you said about making it accessible and that is something that I think 
I don't know if it still exists. Maybe you give me your perspective on this. But for a while, there almost seemed to be a line versus customer and then industry insiders. Do you want 100%? I, I see, yeah. I okay. see you guys nodding your heads. Can you just take with that what you will and run with that? Yeah, absolutely. I think for a long time, there was a real snobbishness in coffee. You know, if you went into a coffee shop and just a really high-end specialty coffee shop and say, can I have a coffee? They'd be like, do you mean a flat white? Do you mean an Americano? You know, and there was a snobbishness there, which really put people off. That's horrible for a lot of yeah. people. And if you want to bring people in, that's no way to treat your customers. So I think what we are seeing now is a lot more, you know, people in the coffee community being much more welcoming. But if people come in and they just want a coffee, just give them a coffee, okay? If they come in and they say, can you talk to me about the coffee and ask questions, that's when you start having those more yeah, in-depth yeah. conversations. Do you have any thoughts on that as your everyday coffee lover? I mean, it shouldn't feel like an intimidating thing to do to walk into a coffee shop or even come here to the coffee festival. So there are plenty of people that have come, even me at the very beginning, like years ago when I came here, I didn't know about coffee in that sense. I knew what I liked, but it's that whole idea of wanting to be able to ask questions about it, learn where the coffee has come from. If you don't know what like you know a, a coffee like the ratio is or the brewing methods and things like that that's not a bad thing you shouldn't be made to feel an outsider for not knowing that it should be a case of bringing you into that and teaching you giving you the tools and the knowledge to understand it better not only for you to be able to have great coffee at home or if you're going out to other coffee shops but also learning where your coffee has come from is essential too so those are the kind of stories that we like to, to bring to the forefront at um on the podcast where we're talking about the farmers the stories behind how farming coffee works for them women in coffee is another thing that we like to talk about too all of these layers that go beyond as I said, what you see your, your cup of coffee to be, but it needs to be a welcoming and inclusive space for everybody. Yeah, for sure. We're, yeah, that's you amazing. You've so many good points in yeah, there. Yeah, really We could literally good. go on forever. Yeah. But yeah. <laughs> what, where do you think that comes from? Like, where, where does this, like, you know, you mentioned the word snobby. That I, get, I, I think that's the way most people would uh, recognize it as. Like, where does that come from, where, do you think? Yeah. I think there was a real hipster thing, like, 10 years ago, when there was a real reaction against that typical... You know, Italian dark you know, coffee thing, and it was a lot of kind of you know, the coffee punks, yeah. the people that really wanted to coffee stick it punks, to the man, nice, yeah. stick it to the system. Because you know, ten years ago, coffee were white Italian dudes in suits, and they were super happy with the world because everyone bought their stuff. Um, and then these guys going, but we don't necessarily want your stuff. We want to make other stuff. The problem with that is that you then become part of this clique, you know, you know, all the cool kids over there and all the Italian white dudes over there. And and it, and it, so if you weren't in with the cool kids, then you just weren't in, you know? Yeah. So I think we're in a better place now. Right. But it's taken far too long. Yeah. That's really interesting. That is, yeah. And how, how would you say, like, we could continue to improve? Because you said it's a lot better, which is awesome. Yeah. And it has taken a long time, but what are the steps that you would say, like, if you could, let's just say, change some aspects of the industry, like, in an instant, what would you change? Oh, my God. I think it's, that's a massive question, but I think it's changing the element of gatekeeping that exists around coffee as well. 
So, you know, it's like we were talking about like the white dudes in, in coffee who were very happy with how things were, and then the coffee punks that were coming along to, to you know, disrupt the scene, basically. I think just changing the status quo of what people know coffee to, to be or what the perception or the image is, the marketing around coffee is something that also needs to be examined and broken down too. So even things like the, the coffee festival, it's like looking at the diversity of the, the crowd, looking at the diversity of the people that are talking about the coffee. So I know, for instance, there's the Little Coffee Company that's here as well, which is um, talking about Jamaican coffee. It's like it's the, the foundations of like Jamaican coffee and just bringing stuff like that back to the front again so right. people can see coffee comes from all over the world. There are different people that are working in it. It's not just white dudes in suits who are, are going around like owning yeah, the coffee space. So yeah. it's opening up that space to more people. And again, that's something that, you know, changing the narrative around coffee is something that we are attempting to do. And I think we're doing a good job of it on, with the podcast. So, you know, yeah. it's just changing that up and shaking things up a bit. Otherwise, it's always just going to stay the same. The other thing is that outside of serving coffee, there's a lot of black and brown people which don't get space. And you don't hear from them. You don't hear their stories. You don't hear anything that goes on there. And women in coffee. I mean, so much of coffee is grown by women, picked by women, processed by women. A lot of women in the background are doing some incredible work. They don't get the space. And I'm really hoping that we can kind of do a bit of that as well you know I mean I'm very aware I'm a middle-aged white dude okay <laughs> I am the current coffee industry and in some ways Jules is that fresh you know breath of fresh air that hopefully is gonna keep me on my toes but also ask difficult questions of me of this industry and hopefully we can start doing a bit more of Wow, I, I, wow, I love you this. You just ticked all the boxes. Yeah, all the honestly, you really have. You. Yeah, 100%. I just, I love how you guys have like coffee. I, I, look at coffee and I'm thinking it's a drink, it's this, and I appreciate there's so much more behind it. But you're actually making, trying to make changes it within so there. You know, it's yeah. so inspiring. Yeah, yeah like really love that actually. Thank yeah. you. That's so cool. Honestly, yeah. This is this is our first interview of the day. And we're, yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're gonna join their podcast now. Yeah. Huh? yeah, yeah hey. I'm, yeah. Don't, hey, don't let the camera see anything yet. Don't show it. Well, thank you guys so much for your time. Um, yeah, really like, appreciate it. Honestly, this. this has been really eye-opening, and I know for our listeners as well, who are again are not mainly in the coffee industry at all, and has no idea that any of this is happening behind the scenes. But it's great yeah. as well because it gives you that fuller perspective of it. Um, so we can all be conscious consumers, whether or, no, or not you have, like, a ton of experience, you know? So thank you so much, and thank you for everything that you're doing on the podcast. Um, and now we want to give you some time as well to plug away. You have 30 seconds. Where can we find you? <laughs> yeah. Tell us all about everything that you're doing. Well, you can find the podcast on all the platforms. It's called Adventures in Coffee. We've got some great episodes. Next one coming up about greenwashing massive problem need to talk about that too and we have the social media platforms also so there isn't a dedicated one for adventures in coffee but there is the caffeine magazine uh, platform so at caffeine mag there's myself at lady velo and james our producer is at filter stories podcast so that's a podcast worth checking out as well amazing well thank you so much thank Jules you guys yeah, thank awesome. you so much appreciate that all right, we have Lauren here with us, and we are at your your very own brand here um, with Dotties. Super beautiful. This is such a cool oh setup. God. Yeah, we love it, and we're sat with our drinks, and oh, it's just it's what a time. Yeah, yeah, just quality. Um, so this is your own business. 
you want to just talk us, yeah, just introduce yourself and give us a little little beef background on just, yeah, Dotties itself. Of course, yeah. So Dotties is uh, my baby. It's uh, I started it in 2020 in that fateful year. Um, but we are a canned espresso martini company. So for us, coffee is king, which is why we chose the London Coffee Festival as our first event to kind of put the brand out there. So. The product uses speciality grade Rainforest Alliance certified from a single origin farm in Guatemala. We then blend this with premium vodka and add a touch of natural caramel flavoring um, to really make you feel like you're having a luxury decadent cocktail in minutes. So for us, the cans are nitro. So the, the signature foam that you would expect to see on an espresso martini forms upon opening. No need to shake or anything like that. Um, it really takes the hassle out of making an espresso martini yourself, which is, you know, when convenience is king these days, that's why we, we started the brand. The name Dottie's, where does that come from? So, the name Dottie was actually my late grandmother, and uh, there she is on the bar there. She's a landlady on the, on the side there. So yeah, that's my, that's my nan Dorothy. So she, unfortunately, she died in um, 2018, but she left me with a small amount of money, um, which I used to start this brand. Um, and so, obviously, for, for me, the, the natural name would be uh, to name it after her because none of this would have been possible without that, that small amount of cash that she left me. And then, really, the, that really inspired the whole kind of branding for me. So, I really tapped into kind of her era. So, Prohibition England, 1920s, kind of Art Deco vibes. Um, and I chose Dottie instead of Dorothy because I wanted to give it a modern edge um, and bring it into 2020s. Um, so, yeah, that's why Dottie. The thoughtfulness of your branding as well is incredible. Like, we have been passing around a bit, and I kept on telling him, like, we need to come here because look at this place. So, 10 out of 10 for that. Yeah, amazing. So, yeah, what yeah. I'm interested in is how did this journey start? Like, what were you doing before 2020 when you were like, hey, let's do, you know, espresso martinis? What were you kind of doing? What kind of led to the conception of this? Yeah, okay, good question. Um, I was actually on an aeroplane on my way home from a friend's Hindu in 2019. Um, and I saw an espresso martini on the menu on a flight and I was like, wow, this is cool. Like, I love an espresso martini, why the hell not? And um, what I was presented with was a bright blue can, uh, didn't taste of coffee, it was overly sweet, it wasn't an espresso martini. And I was really disappointed with that experience. But it planted a seed in my mind, like, actually, someone could do this really well. How lovely would that experience have been, like, on a flight, when you're feeling fancy anyway, just like... Add a bougie cocktail that tastes great. We love it. Why yes. not? So yeah, so I, the, the idea was planted in 2019. I obviously had this small amount of cash that came through from my nanny dot. Um, I was like, what should I do with it? She really said to me, make sure you don't waste it. You know, build your dreams. And I didn't know my dream was a can espresso martini at the time, but it is now. Um, so I thought, you know what? I'm just gonna, I'm gonna go for this. I think it's a really strong idea. I think everyone loves an espresso martini or knows someone that loves an espresso martini. Yeah. So um, yeah, so in, we launched with a small run of 1,200 cans in April 2020. They sold out in three weeks. And then um, we went with a 5,000 can run and we got those in August and we were sold out by Christmas. So wow. from launch to Christmas, like those, those six months or eight months were a really strong start for us. And it really gave me the confidence to actually, yeah, I'm going to go for this. I'm going to do it. But obviously the pandemic hit during that time as well. Yeah. So we ran into so many issues with supply. So I couldn't get hold of vodka because it was all being used for hand sanitizer at the time. The real so, prohibition, right? Like it's coming back. Literally, this is what, yeah, how ironic. Yeah. And um, so I had to wait a while, but it gave, me, it gave me some time to really think about the brand, get some feedback from those customers that had enjoyed it in that yeah. first year. I knew that I wasn't going to get the product till the second half of the year. So I actually made a load of tweaks in that time, really refined the branding, refined the recipe, and now what you get, 
we relaunched in August last year, and what you've got now is a is a really pro a product that I'm really really proud of, and and I get really good feedback from it. So yeah, yeah, and we can attest too. It's yeah. amazing. Oh, genuinely. Like I'm not that into coffee, but this has been the best today. I think he's as, a big fan. Yeah, he's I'm a, a huge fan. fan. With because yeah. um, we're diving into the coffee industry in general, what was it like starting a business in that space? It, it, I, I don't know. Was it like welcoming for a new business, or is it just really competitive and it's been tough and you've had to come up with creative ways? What, what's that been like? I mean, it was quite overwhelming because I I didn't I didn't have anything to do with the coffee industry before before this. I work in a, for an advertising company. Um, right. But what I would say is uh, all along the way from my whole journey, everyone has been so helpful. Like I haven't run into any arseholes like touch wood. Um, everyone, right. I was literally just like really inquisitive, just asking really innocent questions, but bothering these really professional people. Yeah. Um, and I was like, how am I thinking of doing some cans? Um, how do I do cans? And they were like, oh, no, they weren't. They were really friendly, helpful. Wow. Everyone was, you know, awesome. I've got a best friend that works in the coffee industry. So she's been like amazing so help good. for me um, to get my head around what was, ex what was right. And actually I brought on a professional as a, a contractor to help me. He calls himself a coffee innovator. He's got over 15 years of, of experience in the industry. So he has really helped me refine the product pick the right coffee flavor profiles for my product so the varietals in our drink are, are the coffee varietals in our drink are dark chocolate caramel and berries and so when choosing the flavoring to add on top caramel was a natural natural choice because it just brought out all of those natural flavor coffee flavorings that were yeah. already in the product to create that buttery smooth finish that you're tasting today so yeah it's been lovely and everyone here is also nice as well really helpful but really hoping this year to kind of push the brand out there, raise more awareness, really, yeah. you know, we've had a brilliant D to C brand so far, but now I want to, you know, get onto the airlines and get into yes. retail, you know, land a distributor or a wholesaler. So that's the dream. Yeah. That's incredible. Yeah, yeah that awesome. is. Wow. And so a lot of people can look at you, right? And be like, wow, it's been two years and she's already here with this beautiful setup, you know, everything, you know, selling out. What is one thing in building your business that like was maybe like a big struggle that you had to overcome, you know, like that something that you're like, well, that's harder than I thought it was. And how did you kind of like conquer that? You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. I would say um, manufacturing is 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 difficult because um, you're putting so much. My whole business is basically reliant on the manufacturer doing a good job. Right. You know, I'm not doing this in my kitchen. Yeah. It's a, it requires a canning company to take my baby off of me and do all the blending and the recipe. And yeah. you know, I make a recipe and I give it to them and they have to do it. 10,000 times for 10,000 cans right. and so the scaling up and the manufacturing side is something that I didn't really consider at first yeah. but luckily I've got a really amazing partner who I work with and they've been really patient really you know helping me on board and that's that's the key I think is to make sure that your manufacturer is on board with your brand and mm. treats it as the, as their own baby as well in a way because yeah. as a small company it's really easy to get lost in amongst their bigger larger orders and yeah. you're just doing smaller small runs it's easy for them to go oh I don't really care yeah but for, for me I was lucky to find a manufacturer that actually does really care really cared about the quality of the foam which I didn't was one thing that I wasn't compromising on right so a lot of the manufacturers that I went and visited told me they could do nitro canning and then when they when I went to them visited them and they showed me what they were able to achieve for me it wasn't it wasn't good enough so yeah that that's what I would say no, that's a good point too. Amazing. There's definitely yeah. a level of trust there as well, which yeah. I don't think about. You know what I mean? Oh, you create a product and it goes, you know, into production and there you go. But to have to trust people with your vision, I think that's really I mean you can apply that to so many areas yeah, of you life. Can, you know yeah. what I mean? Mm. But that is really cool and that is key, as you say. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah. Amazing. 
Wow, that, yeah, that was great. Yeah, thank you so much for your yeah. time. Yeah. Okay, also, um, lovely meeting you both, and I'm glad you enjoyed your dotties. Oh, cheers to you. This cheers. is incredible. Hey, cheers. Love that. All right. Thank you so much, Laura. Thank you. Cheers. Okay, we are, yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll do a quick cut. Yeah. Yes, yeah, yeah. We'll add this okay. in, yeah. All right, and also, how can we find you? This is your time to plug whatever you want to plug. Yes. So please, guys, find me on Instagram, at Dottie's Drinks, D-O-T-T-I-E-S Drinks. Um, please follow me on there. And my website is www.dotties.co.uk. We have a lovely box of four that you can buy for £20. We also do a luxury gift set where you can buy Italian crystal coupe glasses to really replicate that luxury yeah. bath quality feeling at home. So if you know an espresso martini lover, get on my website and order today. There we go. Thank you so much. Amazing. Lauren. Yeah, thank you. Okay, so we have Kubra here. Uh, Kubra is a Turkish... Uh, ladies, so I'm going to help actually translate for this interview. So this is a bit of a laugh. Um, Kubra, what are your just um, thoughts on the coffee industry itself? Speaking Turkish, I'll translate. Kahvenin insanları bir araya getirdiğini düşünüyorum. Kahve içerek, sadece kahve içerek uzun muhabbet edebilirler birbirleriyle. Çünkü kahve aslında bu dünyadaki birçok insanın ortak noktası. Zannediyorum ki herkes günde en az bir bardak kahve içer. Türk kahvesini de belki denemişsinizdir bilmiyorum. Bizim de güzel bir geleneğimiz, kültürümüz var Türk kahvesiyle ilgili. Ben her sabah filtre kahve içmeyi deniyorum. Soruyla alakalı olmadı ama şu an çok eğlenceli, heyecanlıyım kusura bakmayın. So, yeah, so she's just saying that uh, actually it's a real... Coffee itself is actually something that really brings people together, and it's something that people can sit around and drink together, and it, it almost draws community in. Um, and she was just saying at the end, like, she's getting excited from answering, so she finds it a little bit more easier. So, um, yeah, that, that's really cool that it brings people together. We, we love that. Um, that. I think coffee's had a reputation of, like, having a... We call it snobs, but just, like, really, like, cliche and posh and... Um, I don't know, sometimes it's not very welcoming. So it's really nice to hear that um, it's actually... You find it super welcoming. Uh, what, what's your, like, go-to when it comes to coffee? Do you, you mentioned filter coffee. Do you try anything else as well? Any other type of coffee? Country or uh, just coffee? Uh, uh, sorry, uh, ben genelde uh, farklı kahveleri denemeye çalışıyorum. Gittiğim uh, birçok ülkede de oraya ait kahveleri denemeyi seviyorum. Çünkü farklı tatlar hoşuma gidiyor denemek. Um, soruyu bu kadar anlayabildim. Yeah, so she's just saying that she loves like going to different countries and actually trying the coffee that's from the country and like it, that's where. It, like it, it's almost like trying a little bit of their culture, if you like, and she really likes that aspect of coffee. Um, super, çok teşekkürler, which means thank you so much. Yeah, thank you, thank you, thank you, Kubra. Okay, I am here with Heidi and Phoebe. Hi. Okay, so you guys, you own a coffee shop. You were just telling me, which is incredible. Um, first of all, can you tell me what the coffee shop is, so we can all kind of go in and try it if we're around? And then as well, what are your just kind of general thoughts? on the coffee industry. Yeah, so um, I own Bay Coffee in Weatherby. Um, so I love the coffee industry. I think it's a great industry to be in. Um, I feel like there's so many aspects of it um, with to do with like what coffee you um, also with um, all the equipment and everything. I just feel like it's such a wide range that you can like totally just explore and just get and find loads of new things. Like each day I feel like I'm just learning new things. Even though I own a coffee shop, I still feel like there's like loads of things out there that 
we could just totally fly. So I'm really excited to come today and see if there's any more new ideas that we can bring to our coffee shop. So yeah. Yeah, that's amazing. There's tons of stuff going on. Um, question, do you have a favorite brewing method? Like what is your go-to as a coffee shop owner? Your morning cup of coffee, what is it? <laughs> morning cup of coffee, what is it? Um, say a mocha? Yeah, she's the go-to. Yeah, I love chocolate, so anything with chocolate in it, I'm that, yeah. I was going to say, you can't really go wrong with that. Perfect to wake you up. Awesome. Thank you so much, Heidi. Thank you, Phoebe. Thank you. Okay, cool. We are here sitting down with Dan, Washington, and Estelle to hear what they think about the coffee industry. So general first thoughts. I say, what's the coffee industry like? What is your first response? Dan, we'll start, start with you, mate. <laughs> yeah, um... I'm really enjoying it's going for its fifth wave at the moment, so I'm really enjoying seeing coffee shops, how they're kind of incorporating cool architecture. I think people like Watch House and Arabica are doing that really well. Um, in terms of kind of like coffee snobbery in the industry, um, I think it's starting to mellow out a little bit with some kind of independent roasters who are, who are looking to grow and also kind of moving into the um, pod market, um, which before would have been seen as kind of... Um, most like coffee blasphemy but it's such a growing kind of trend um, and it's nice to see that making kind of that really good quality uh, uh, roasted coffee like available at home to the wider consumers amazing yeah it's pretty great, impressive great stuff i got a lot to live up to you no yeah, yeah. uh but washington what about you um i think building on what dan said um, innovation in coffee is actually really increasing and really promising now and it also it's super exciting like you've got nitro you've got cold brews like you know people are really exploring like innovative flavor pairings um, so I think it's a really exciting time I'm really looking forward to seeing how it develops over the next two to three years um, and I think also COVID has kind of fast-tracked the at-home experience so I think a lot of brands like especially the well-known brands are really trying to figure out okay how can we give a, give like consumers the barista experience but how do they do it themselves at home like through the pod machine or like how can they finish it off by themselves and really customize it and personalize it but no, it's a really exciting time. Yeah. That's awesome. Amazing, yeah. And Estelle, anything to add? Um, I mean, I'm quite new to the coffee industry, but uh, so I've been learning a lot about the basics, so that's been really interesting. I think there's a lot more to it than, like, you know, what I knew so far. So that's yeah. been quite the journey, but it's been uh, really good. It's nice going to an event like the Coffee Festival to, like, get more insights on all of the different trends and innovation and seeing all the different brands and the big players. So that's been really, really good. Yeah. yeah. Amazing. Amazing. Yeah, that's yeah. perfect. I think just a side note, not that we'll, I know you don't want to be asked too many questions, but just a side note, it's super cool actually that the coffee industry, it's not just about coffee, is it? It's, it like extends onto architecture. I mean, I've never even really thought about that, but they're involving that in there as well and just making it available even just to someone like myself who's not that into it as well. Just really cool. I don't know, just a side note, that's super interesting. Open my eyes a little bit there, Dan. So that, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Amazing. Amazing. Thank, thank you guys so much. Thank you so much. Yeah, appreciate that. Thank you. All right, what a time that was, oh, eh? Oh, that was so good. That was so good. My my that main question, though, Zach, how are you feeling after all of those coffees, those cocktails, those drinks? Oh, my days. <laughs> okay, in all seriousness, I, I, I'm feeling it. He's feeling bit. it. Um, yeah. I don't know how to explain this feeling. <laughs> it's so weird. I, I'm like... That's okay. Bit, oh, my GoPro just uh, got kicked on the floor. <laughs> uh, just a disclaimer. Hey, guys, this is... Uh, <laughs> no worries. Just yeah. leave it there, mate. No worries. <laughs> This is what you get on live TV, folks. Yeah, it's not live TV, I have but my it's, GoPro set up on the fine. corner for those who can't see that. But anyway, anyway, I am feeling a little bit like, whoa, there's something in my body. So that's, that's the that feeling to that say I got. that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's the um, feeling But I guys, got. we had a great time here at the Coffee Festival. We yeah. met so many cool people. Mm. Um, loved hearing different people's perspectives. Your big takeaway? 
My big takeaway. Hmm. Actually, yeah, okay, I got it, all right? Yeah, go on. It's that there's actually more change going on in the industry than it seems to be. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. And of course, like I my experience as, you know, in the coffee industry is at a very small level, like a very low level. Um, yeah. But you hear all these different things, you know, oh, like, you know, there's so many minorities and like, you know, women are given a voice and people of color, all these different aspects of it that you hear about, yeah, oh, we yeah. need to grow, we need to grow. But then hearing just different people's takes on it or even just like the, the good experiences that they've had with it, I think really encourages me that like, oh my gosh, maybe it's actually doing okay. Like maybe yeah. the industry is actually making progress and steps. Like every industry needs to be. Yeah. You yeah. know, and I think there are a lot of industries out there in general that like need to make changes, but maybe aren't. So yeah. I'm encouraged that there's at least some progress yeah, within yeah. this industry. I think that's what stuck out to me was just that like coffee itself is actually, they're making moves. Like they're, they're yeah. looking for change. Like they're using the platform yeah. to, to have an effect in other areas of life. I think that's cool. I didn't, I didn't think they that that was what coffee was used for, but yeah, they are trying are. to make change. So, yeah, yeah, I'm a huge fan of that. That's really good. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So again, thank you guys for coming along on this thank wild yeah. ride at the London Coffee Festival. Wild ride. Yeah. We had a great time. <laughs> we hope you had a great time. And whether you're an avid coffee drinker or you hate coffee, like Zach, you know, wasn't sure he liked coffee at no. the beginning of this. No. But here we are. That espresso um, martini. Yeah. Really got him. Wowzers. Yeah. 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 Uh, well, we hope that you got to take away something from this because we had a great time, but as well that you were challenged, um, like always. And yeah. Yeah, yeah, we can't wait to see you on the next episode. But yeah. before that. Oh, yeah. The Anchor of the Week on the Instagram, on the YouTube, guys, on all podcast platforms uh, and TikTok. And TikTok. I was <laughs> yeah. waiting. You got TikTok. Waiting, yeah. Um, yeah. Find us on there, guys. But um, we're excited because we've actually made some connections today, haven't we? So yeah. hopefully... Um, yeah, that the anchor of the week Watch is not done with the coffee industry. <laughs> no, Let's just it is say that. Not. No, it is not. <laughs> All right, so, we'll yeah. see you guys real Brilliant. soon. See you later, guys.